don't cop things from resale, don't do iCloud, don't do email. Feds wanna cop up man and wild man like Chuck's in detail. Back when Ricky was doing up Teasdale, I was doing dinner with TZ. I didn't trust no one, swore I got lying, it just got too breezy. Nico never move Nike, sweat suit Nike, sweat suit PG. It might get beaky, ring ring, call up GG, boom up Neely. Used to look up to a man from certain ends with Shuno, BP. Thought he was a bad boy then, till man got pinched and man went PC. All right, welcome back to the 9 a.m. in Dallas podcast. Yo, how you feel? How you feel? I'm feeling all right. How about you, man? I'm doing good. I'm happy to be back. Me too. We got some cool topics. Yes. I'm into that. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited. This should be fun because we're going to have one of those conversations that we allude to all the time. And I always say, oh, that's a whole nother podcast. And then we go, (laughs) then we move on. Yeah. So we're going to have one of those talks today at some point. So I hope it, uh, I hope it's good. It should be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be a lot to say. So. Well, John, why don't you start us off then? All right. So the five-year anniversary of, if you're reading this, it's too late, was the other day. Yeah. So I figured we should probably talk about that because yeah. it was a surprise drop out of nowhere. Um, I remember I was home. It was pretty late at night, and Twitter was freaking out over something, and I was trying to figure out what was going on, and I saw Drake had tweeted a link. And I was thinking, oh, Drake dropped the song. Right. So I click on it, and it's a whole project. Yeah, a whole ass mixtape. A whole mixtape, which I was not expecting. I don't think anybody was expecting nah, it. Nah, man. This was coming off of Nothing Was the Same, I believe. Yeah, so, I think so. So this was, you know, he's coming off Take Care, Nothing Was the Same, drops this mixtape, and I have no idea what to expect. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. And it's probably. There's only a few releases I can remember where I listened to something the first time and I just was like, this is incredible. Yeah, dude, it was insane. I couldn't believe it when this came out. Um, I also remember very shortly after this came out, I went to Philly to see uh, Young Thug and Travis Scott mm-hmm. and they were playing um, Energy. Like the DJ was playing Energy before... Uh, the show started, there was like a DJ set and he played it and it was absolutely unreal to hear it that loud. And like, mm-hmm. it was still a brand new song and like everybody was bugging out. It was wild. Yeah. Just, you know, I know it's jumping around a little bit, but know yourself, you know, being on a college campus and being in the clubs or at yeah, house parties, dude. hearing, you know, that drop, the running through the six with my woes mm-hmm. and part and all that. It was crazy. Like, you couldn't escape this mixtape, and for good reason. I mean, I'm just looking at the tracks here. You know, Legend, Energy, 10 Bands, Know Yourself, No yeah, Telling, dude. Madonna. Like, that's the first six songs. Yeah. Yo, and speaking of that same Travis Scott show, um, because this had just come out, Travis Scott did his verse from Company. Oh, that's another. And that was crazy, dude. That was wild. That's one of my favorite tracks on that record, too. So, like, for me, it was very, very cool. But, yeah, dude, like, I mean, like you said, those first six tracks are all just one after another heaters. Like, you're sucked Mm -hmm. in immediately. And then the middle section of the record. Yeah, it's not like it slows down much. 
No, at but all. it's cool because like it, the middle section of the record does like tempo wise and vibe wise slow down a little. Yeah, but, after you get past six, God, it slows down. Yeah, star six seven preach Wednesday night, and used to is like the ramp up again mm-hmm. into all these like hard rap tracks at the end of the record, and then yeah. you get all the way down to the end of the record, and again, anyone who ever says that Drake can't bar. 6 p.m. in New York is a perfect example of how wrong you are. Any of those AM, PM tracks he does is usually him just doing what he does. Yeah. And they're always good. It's always incredible. And even even the bonus for this, I guess he had How About Now and My Side as bonuses. Oh, really? Dude, and those are insane. When Oh, my God. When those came out on um, Care Package, I was just like blown away by those the fact that i i don't think i could handle it, it w- i would have uh my head just would have exploded if those were on this record still oh yeah and it's uh how long is it it's an hour and some minutes and it doesn't drag this is one nope. of the rare occasions where it's an hour long and i am completely good with it yeah same i mean like this record flows so nicely <laughs> and yeah it's it's a it's a quick hour you move through it pretty fast because a lot of the um like a lot of the tracks just they flow right together and it's got this very seamless design so it just it's just a really easy listen even at yeah, the, even at an hour the production too is crazy you know um this is one of the first really big projects of like trap drake so i think it kind of surprised a lot of people but party was on it for legend uh, Boy One does all over this. You know, Frank Dukes is on there. 40, of course. You know, there's a few others on there. Like, the use of samples on this is crazy. Like, the So Anxious Genuine sample on yep. Legend. It's so catchy. It's so good. Shout out Genuine. Yeah. We should insert the... Uh, <laughs> the, the you know what I'm talking <laughs> yep. about. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just need the the noise from Pony. That's all you need. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> There's the samples on this. If you go down it, are wild. Yeah, and even dude, it's some nuts. of those, even some of the vocal things. Like, um, I can't remember what Wayne thing it's from. It might be from his kind of doc he put out. Oh yeah, going to, going to the studio with clips. Yeah, you know, who's yeah. gonna be on the hook? Who's gonna do the beat? Yep, like it's so perfect. And then his like dudes talking, um, in the. In their slang and stuff in the patios. Yeah, yeah. However you pronounce that. Patois. There you go. I can't yeah. pronounce anything. Patios. Oh my patios. God. <laughs> oh my God. Literally patios. They're out on the patios chilling. They're out on the of patios. You're, you're an idiot. <laughs> I apologize to everyone who listens sorry. to this show and has to listen I'm to John so sorry. say the words, words that he says. There's another word he's going to say later in this podcast. He'll mispronounce not, also. It's going to be so wrong. I can't wait. Anyway. But but even that, it's just like the little things about this album yeah. make it so perfect. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, yeah, all the beats are absolutely flawless. The production is great. The samples. Yeah. Like it's, it was so cool that this got dropped out of nowhere because Mm -hmm. it was so meticulously put together. Like how, how long did he go in between releases? If you're reading, this came out in 2015, two years. Nothing was the same. So, so it was a while. It was a little bit. 
So it it was cool that like he dropped something on us that was just like perfect. Like he put together this really really interesting project for everybody and and dropped it out of nowhere instead of making it a, a big thing. Yeah. There might be maybe one or two songs I might skip if I'm like you know active. If it's just thrown on I let it play through. Oh yeah. But you know so that's pretty impressive for a project that's an hour and you know 17 minutes or so whatever it is long yeah um so where do you rank this because some people especially the younger crowd rank this at towards the top if not the top i think that's just because they weren't old enough for yeah drake let's see it's Um, up there uh that's that's really hard man um because I have Take Care and Nothing Was the Same flip-flopping all the time for one and two. It yeah. depends on what mood I'm in. Yeah. Take Care and Nothing Was the Same are, are probably top for me. And then I think... I probably have this three. I but think... But then So Far Gone's really good, too. I don't know, man. I think I would put it fourth after More Life. Really? You got More Life? Dude, I three? love More Life. I really like that record. That is a cool project. And we listened to it live the first time. We yeah, were, that's house. right. We were in my house and we listened to the uh, to the Beats the radio stream of yeah. it. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah, I love More <laughs> Life. I think I would put it fourth after More Life. And then, like, So Far Gone would be tied for fourth, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty cool because of the headspace he was in. And this will tie into what I'm about to say next. You know, you had Take Care where he's kind of, you know, still coming up and he's getting used to things and nothing was the same. He's more like, I'm here, you know, I'm going to do yeah. this. And then this project, you really have that um, braggadocious, confident Drake, which I think is one of the best Drakes. And then yeah. um, you go from that and you're, you're like, wow, this project's incredible. And then Meek tweets out that he didn't write all the, all the tracks. And that he had a ghostwriter, yeah, um, Miller, and that created a whole storm. So, and really, it's been probably the one thing besides the whole push stuff, which I guess is a thing. Yeah. Um, but this is the main thing that Drake can't escape. Every time you see Drake mentioned, somebody will bring up Quentin. They'll bring up ghostwriting. Yep. Um, they'll bring something up. So, although, and we're condensing this hugely, um he back-to-backed meek which is yep. a whole nother podcast we can get into that another time legitimately is an entire episode in and of itself because as a hip-hop fan you know i wanted him to more rap but you can't deny what back-to-back did i mean Seriously. i was on a college campus again seeing like what it did when around this time and man seeing people sing those lines Ooh. and seeing how unescapable it was. I mean, they would play multiple times during parties and in yeah. the club, and it was people kept up the same energy. Like, you just couldn't. There was nothing me could have said at that point. It was no. over. Yeah. but uh, I mean, Drake literally had the entire country singing a diss track. Like, yeah, he wasn't just dissing Meek. He had the entire country dissing Meek. It was crazy. It was wild. At OVO Fest with the memes. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Calculated. Yeah, dude. Yeah, but, um, that was a a spicy attack. It was such a fun time too. Yeah, I was yeah. so excited watching it go down. Yeah, man, that that shit was so cool. But uh, 
Yeah, so it's one of the things that he hasn't really been able to escape. So I figured we'd talk a little bit about the whole ghostwriting thing and yeah. how we feel about it and stuff like that, because it is something that's important as somebody who's really in the hip hop, because if someone helped you, you know, it it can they be the best rapper? Right. Can you put them in an MC list like that? Yeah. And then Quentin was uh credited as far as i know so technically he wasn't a ghostwriter right yeah if you're getting credited then like i don't know the way that i think about it is like i think about pop artists and Mm -hmm. country artists and even like back in the days of like classic rock even as an example like elton john like elton john wrote none of his lyrics Mm -hmm. none he had a partner who wrote the lyrics for him and he wrote the music and that was it. And everybody knew that. And he was credited on all the records. And, um, you know, that's, that's just the way that it went. And like pop artists, there's people who just write those songs and sell them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's all these other genres that it's totally fine for people to not write their own music. And the people who did write the music get credited. So like, who cares? You know what I mean? But, like, when you start talking about that happening in rap, people are just like, well, no, that ruins the integrity or that ruins the image of the person, you know, like, to the public or whatever. And, like, I just think it's stupid. Like, if you have someone help you with your raps and you credit them on your on your record, that that's the end of it. Like, and honestly, like, let's let's be real. I bet a lot of rappers out there have ghostwriters. Oh, no, they do. Yeah. It's very big, and they definitely have help. It's just it hasn't come out, and nobody's going to step out and say it because it's just not what you do. But, um, yeah, yeah. hip-hop's one of the only genres where it's frowned upon if you even have help. Um, You know, Kanye West is somebody who doesn't write a lot of his music, and he's kind of kept out of that top MC list, but he is considered one of the best you know, rap artists or hip hop artists, or, you know, his discography is extremely strong. So people count him there. But when you talk about top MCs, they leave him out. Yeah. Um, now Drake didn't have anywhere near that level of involvement. You know, there's reference tracks and those are tricky because you could be looking at the flow, you know, Drake could have wrote something and said, Hey, you know, how would you say this Record it. Right, yeah. And then he's getting the flow from it. Now that's still having help. But I think the big problem for people is if you're a hip-hop purist, one, you don't want them to have any help, which is crazy because a lot of the legends had help, whether you want to admit it or not, they did. There's proof out there. And uh, two, how much help did he have? And then how much does that mean to you? You know, Drake from the beginning has always been somebody who balanced hip-hop and pop and at some point i think he chose pop i i think rap and what rap thinks about him is extremely important to him but i think he cares more about breaking records and being a pop star more than being on your top five mc list yeah well i mean think about what industry he came from he came from making television shows What's the goal Mm -hmm. when you're making television shows? It's to make the show that makes the most money, has the most viewers, and is on for Mm -hmm. the longest. And he is having that, he's taking that same kind of an approach in his music. He's thinking, 
how many people can I sell this record to? How many people can I reach? How many millions can I make? How can I get to the top of the game and become, you know, a a pillar of the game where people have no option but to talk about me? Yeah, and I think he even said, I'm trying to find the lyrics right now. Basically that, you know, I'd have all your fans if I didn't go pop and I stayed on oh, you know, yeah. doing conscious rap. Yep. And, you know, so I think he knows it. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. There, it's, he's a, even, it's a strategy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he still will drop those straight rap songs with no mm-hmm. chorus because it's still important to him to be a big rapper. But I think he chose, you know, being the megastar pop artist over, you know, being on a list so to say yeah i think even in the most recent interview he says um something about how you know the tracks that really matter to y'all the am pm ones the ones that are really the you know the rapping drake ones he's mm-hmm. written all of it yeah that's you know him. He, he has this one thing his one project that happened that he had help and you know they created a vibe and it was cool but most of the stuff that matters all came from him yep whether you want to believe it or not you know i guess that's up to you you. um he's written for a lot of other people yeah um written a lot of good songs for people so he definitely has a pen and there's a lot of hip-hop people that respect him but um that's the one thing that's always going to follow him no matter what yeah and it came from this project you know you had quentin miller taking to instagram saying you know i'm watching all these artists and producers you know celebrate this project and fans congratulating me and stuff like that and you know it's the biggest project of my life and i act like it doesn't exist Mm -hmm. you know i had i got caught in the middle of it and he feels that he's basically blackballed and you know that was it yeah man really uh it was really crazy the kind of fallout of this how lasting it was yep you know we went from a great surprise project to the major uh, uh criticism of drake yeah yeah it happened really fast i mean it was it was just a matter of days after the record had dropped that this all Mm -hmm. started yeah and you know for me personally the hip-hop fan inside me it hurts because i want to believe in you know the purism of hip-hop and writing and all that but the musician in me knows that music's a collaborative process exactly and i guess probably my personal opinion it would come down to certain you know what is actually all him and what has he used other people for certain songs you know if it's more the pop stuff in this project do i care no no but if it like i said it's some of those really personal records right that you know many people have identified with or you know some of my favorites i'd be pretty you know yeah i i don't know it it wouldn't be great but like it is what it is yeah i think i think all we can do is wait you know time will tell where drake falls in the game you know he's probably solidified himself as a huge pop artist and you know one of the biggest obviously of our generation but as far as hip-hop i think time will tell us where people view him yeah you know will it matter in 10 years or will people just look and go wow you know he created great great music he's a top five rapper of all time you know yeah so i guess we'll see yep we'll have to be just keeping an eye out for it yeah yeah man all right 
And he's got a new project coming, I believe, soon. So that'll be interesting because I think this hell yeah, this is one of the first albums I think that he'll actually not be on the defense because Views was after all this, and he completely scrapped the original one yep. and went a completely different direction. More life, he was still dealing with stuff, and Scorpion, he was dealing with the yep. yay push thing. So yep. he's always kind of been on the defense lately and a lot of people have thought the music has suffered so yeah it'll be interesting to see what kind of stuff he pulls out when he's not worrying about what else is going on else yeah yeah i'm really curious to see what direction he goes in yeah what happens me too right me too so yeah so we finally had a little bit of uh one of those podcasts a little bit of one of those talks a little taste of it a little taste all right uh so mac Finally dropped his uh, post post humor post humorous. Nope. This there's is the that word. word. What it's is it? Posthumous. Posthumous. Okay. If I remember his posthumous project. I'm gonna look it up right now because listen to me saying it's posthumous. Like I am 100 percent sure. I mean you're posthumous. Right. Yeah. No, I am right. I yeah. Google Google pronunciation just hit me with it. Um, it's posthumous rough now you know i'm still gonna get it wrong next time i know one of these i know but anyway that's all right yeah it's all good so circles which i guess is kind of the sister album to swimming yep came out um i was a little nervous about it because it's one of those albums involving that word that i can't pronounce (laughs) and a lot of times they end up being cash grabs or just you know, the music's not complete and they just try to put it out, but Mm -hmm. I figured Max family would do it properly. And I think they, they did the right thing. I think this was one that was completely pretty much ready and they let it go, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I just think that Max family understands that music was who he was and Mm -hmm. they want to release as much of his finished music as they can, because if it was finished and not released, the only reason was because Mac didn't have the right project for it yet. So, or he just ran out of time. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I think that, I don't think that this is the last that we'll see of posthumous releases from Mac. Mm -hmm. Um, There's more. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're seeing leaks all the time and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, there's more to be, there's more to be heard, but this record specifically was really, really great. Um, Mm -hmm. I love Mac. I love all the old Mac stuff, like the fun college party rap. I love that. The frat rap. Right, yeah. And then, like, swimming and Faces, right? Uh, so Faces is the mixtape. Right. Where it's more hip-hop. Yeah. Oriented. Swimming is a little bit more Well, no, direction. I know. Yeah, so, so I was just trying to think when... He started to make that move over in sound. Um, a couple albums ago. Yeah. Because he had Good the, AM. Divine Feminine, I think. Yeah. Those records, I mean, he started to move in this more like kind of, uh, I don't know, like ambient indie sound. Uh, the the beats are a little more spacey. And uh, yeah. this this record really kind of serves as the perfect puzzle piece to swimming. It's real. Yeah. it's really great. It's like the, the best B side ever. All the beats are really weird and trippy and 
uh which i really like it's just super weird and um all the instrumentals are like real laid back everything is just it's a very laid back easy listen uh which i really like um i know we talked about it a little bit when it dropped we both kind of thought you know we got like a like a beatles vibe from it a little bit yeah exactly some of those later weirder beatles records yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got from it. You know, um, it's a pretty short project. It's 12 songs, 49 minutes, which I'm appreciative of. Love because it. Because usually the longer albums, which we'll talk about later, just oh, yeah. are too much. But um, so I think it's a pretty good album. I yeah. think it fits perfectly with Swimming, and I'm really happy the direction was Mac, Mac was going in. Me too, man. I personally prefer more rap mac like faces is one of my favorite projects by him i mean the mixtape is Um, incredible yeah but he was in a much darker place and i'm happy it seemed like he's he was more out of that yep kind of you know downside and he was making more happier music or you know maybe the subject matter wasn't necessarily the most happy but it was more like upbeat you know i'm getting out of this you know he had the swimming in circles So although I like the more hip-hop Mac, I did enjoy this project. Um, We talked about how a little while back we saw Mac on Twitter playing piano, singing a song that we both really enjoyed. And I didn't realize it, but the last song on the project, Once a Day, is that song, but finished. Yeah, I was so excited to listen through through this project and get to that and Mm -hmm. hear that song. It's so, so cool to see it played just him in a piano on his Instagram mm-hmm. and then hear it completed on this record because it's an awesome song. It's a it's perfect, such... it's a perfect album closer. It's so relaxed. It's so pretty. Like it's just good. Like it's such good songwriting. Yeah. I, and I think that's probably one of the big things about this more mm-hmm. style of Mac is yeah. he started to get more into, you know, creating these, I don't know what genre we'll call it, you know, like the indie pop poppier songs. Yeah. But he was, he was doing it really well. And I think once a day kind of is a beautiful representation of that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. Um, I think that Mac had a lot of musical potential that he didn't get the chance to tap um yeah but what he did what he did tap allowed him to make some really really incredible music he was he was a student of the songwriting game that is for mm-hmm. sure he was he was a musician yeah it's crazy too because he went from you know one of his earlier albums basically getting destroyed by critics and people mm-hmm. calling him like you know this frat rapper and you know, he wasn't making good music. It was childish. It was whatever. Yeah. To bait when he passed, I don't think anyone said anything poorly of him. And he was greatly respected as a musician. Yeah, man. So it's, it's crazy how he went from, you know, that kind of, you know, criticism to where he is now. And yeah. I think, like you said, he would have continued down that path into hopefully some projects we get to hear. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed that there's more stuff to come. Um I can't get enough of this this style of music from him and mm-hmm. uh you know, I would just love to hear everything that he's got in the vault. So hopefully that'll keep happening. Yeah, he's one of those kind of people that I think finished projects 
pretty regularly where, yeah. you know, a lot of people just make songs and then they find a place to put them. I think he created projects specifically. Like, supposedly there's a Mad Lib project out there with him. Dude. Mad Lib. That would Mac be insane. Lib, which I, yeah, I would love to hear that. That'd be but crazy. But I think he, he very much tried to complete projects. So there should be more out there. And if they are complete or pretty much complete and his vision is able to be translated, I'm sure we'll get them. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking for it. I hope that it'll happen. Um, yeah. I mean, this record overall, a really, really lovely listen. And I use, mm-hmm. I use the word lovely because it's just a pleasant album to listen to. Like all the tracks are just really, really written well. Um, I think, let's see, what's probably my favorite on here? I mean, Once a Day is amazing. Um, That single that he released, Good News, love that track. Um, Hand Me Downs is also a really good one. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. The whole thing is great. I love it. I could listen to it on loop. Yeah, So go check that out. Go support uh, Max Family and check out the music. It was someone who was... uh, important to a lot of people so yeah absolutely keep keep him alive that's the cool thing about music is you know even if someone passes the music kind of keeps them alive as you play it yep absolutely yo so the next thing that we have to talk about uh is going to be the new low wayne project um and i am very thankful for this project because it meant that i didn't have to listen to the new m project uh same i'm not i listened to it i didn't listen to it as soon as this dropped i was like cool i don't i can take that off my playlist now um i'm sure it's fine i'm sure it sounds like m uh whatever not my thing um no but this project for me this project was pretty cool actually um i liked it a lot uh let's see here the only long. yeah, I was gonna say the only thing that I didn't like like about it was how long it is. Uh, it's twenty four tracks and it's uh, like an hour and fifteen minutes or something. Um, so actually, that's about the same as if you're reading this, right? But if you're reading this, flows nicely, and this seems yeah. to be a little much. Yeah, if you're reading this, I think is an hour and eight minutes, and this is like an hour and seventeen. So mm-hmm. it's literally only like nine minutes difference. But yeah, yeah, it's like if you're reading this has such a nice flow to it. And while this project is good and there's lots of good tracks on it, it's not a huge, you know, it's not this concept. It's just yeah. it, it's it's a it's a project, you know? Yeah. I mean, Wayne's really rapping on this. So Hell I yeah. appreciate it. It's just I don't know how often I'm going to go back to this project. Yeah. You know, um. I really liked Mahogany. That was Same. a pretty crazy instrumental. And the slowed and chop part at the end, of course, I Dude, loved. I freaked out when I listened to that the first time around. I was so psyched. Um, oh, I loved when it, when it switched up. Yeah, that up. switch. I love switch ups. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Um, yeah, Mahogany was a dope track. I mean, I'll, def- I'll, I'll go back to that one. But like, yeah, uh, uh, the whole project as an entirety, not a lot of replayability for me. Um, mm-hmm some pretty cool features um some good uh, some good tracks here and there but yeah overall you know it it's a wayne it, it's a 
Wayne project. And he's in 2020. He's rapping like, you know, 2008 Wayne in 2020. Yeah, it's got a lot of songs that bang on it. And I wonder, you know, what one of those will be played out and how my opinion will change when I hear it on like real speakers, loudspeakers. But, you know, it's Wayne's rapping and it's decent. And I'm happy that Wayne's still putting out music. You know, it brings up the conversation of rappers aging and it's weird to call Wayne an old rapper. But, you know, he's pretty old in the game. He's been rapping since he was a little kid. Yeah. And, you know, literally since he was 12. Yeah. So how does that work for older rappers putting out projects? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want Wayne to stop putting out music. But when I go to sit down and I hit Wayne on my phone, you know, what projects am I going to? I'm yeah. going to should the drought three dedication two Carter two no, no ceilings. ceilings, you know, the yeah. Carter three leaks, you know, like yep. those projects. So I don't know what Wayne has to do for me in order for me to take his new music and put it in that regard. And I don't know if I'm missing it because I live through that Wayne run and I hold it, you know, so highly yeah, in my me mind too, that it, he, it just can't live up to it. So I just push it to the side. So maybe I'm missing out or is yeah. it just, you know, Wayne's rapping and it's cool, but it's nothing that's going to make me, you know, go back and listen to an hour and 15 minute project all the time. Other than yeah. maybe a few songs. I mean, I, I really think that's what it boils down to. Like he did a good job. He raps really well on it. It's yeah. produced really well. It's put together really well, but like it's Wayne, it's Wayne. And like, I have the Wayne that I want and until he releases something that's better than those projects that I grew up listening to, you know, every Wayne release is just going to, it'll get a listen out of me hundred percent every time. But you know, cause you know, it's, it might not get more than one listen. Yeah. You know, I think he would really benefit from maybe doing a shorter, concise project. You know, I yeah, don't know absolutely. if it's him, if it's him just being like, I just want to rap. And I have so many songs that we're just going to put all these out. Or maybe he's playing the streaming game where you have more songs. You know, it's going to stream better. Right. You know, hey, get your money, Wayne. I'm fine with that if that's the case. Absolutely. But I think, like, artistically, he would benefit from maybe a shorter project. But I don't know. I mean, he could still hit me with something that really shakes it up. Um, no Ceilings was towards the end of my, like, favorite Wayne you know that was right in that era where he was like fading out of what I really liked but he dropped that and that was really impressive and I hold that as one of his best projects so yeah I also do you know absolutely I I think he could still do it but then again we're in a different era where mixtapes that are like you know the drought three don't really exist like they did I know we have talked about uh I've mentioned to you how I see people say you know commenting about this album saying, can somebody explain Wayne to me and why everybody loves him so much and holds him as this, you know, one of the best rappers ever. And they always point to those projects that I've mentioned. Yeah. But I think you really have to have lived through Wayne's run to really understand it and really get that, you know, popular artists would put out songs and Wayne would remix them. And that's what people would listen to. Yeah. You know, they were Wayne's songs then. You know, I was in high school at the time, so, you know, coming out of cars, people's iPods, mm-hmm. iPods, you know, parties, they would always play the Wayne remix. And if you didn't, somebody would be like, yo, where's the Wayne remix? Yeah. So I think it's kind of hard for people to understand, like, 
you know, think of all the songs that are coming out now and you have an artist that just takes it and makes it their own. So, yeah, I mean, that's I like, it, it's kind of unheard of. You don't see that anymore, really. And now the game changed. Yeah, but that was like a regular Wayne move. Like, oh, yeah. You made a banger, Wayne made it better. Like, that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and you just don't see it anymore. And that's why these, why people now don't understand why so many of us older dudes have so much love for that old Wayne stuff. You know, like they just didn't see that kind of thing happen. We watched it happen. So yeah, decent project, you know. Yeah, overall, is it up? it's fine. Um, yeah. Is it the best Wayne thing I've ever heard? Not by a long shot. No. So on the levels of possibly detox, JLEC is finally dropping an album after a decade. His debut oh, album. Snap. That's going to be wild. I'm, I'm very excited for it. I hope it I'm lives not, up to the hype, dude. It's like almost detox levels of hype. Seriously. I don't know if that can happen. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, after this long, they don't have an option for it to be anything other than stellar. So, Yeah, I mean, he's kind of got a weird thing going on. He's got a couple songs, and he's held in this regard as one of the best, you know, MCs. Yeah. With just a few songs. Like literally two songs and a feature. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. I don't really I don't really understand. Uh so I hope Listen to Exhibit C. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I hope it's good. I hope it's that level. I really just want it to be like just blaze tracks and stuff like that. Yeah. That would be incredible. I hope he doesn't try to rap like out of his era like i hope he yeah. doesn't try to be like oh i'm gonna sound like the kids because nah. that would be stupid he just needs to do what he does yeah. over production that he should be rapping over yeah 100 percent. but i did see that supposedly jay is heavily involved really it's kind of like a watch the throne type thing not like every song but jay's on a lot of it that's what's up so i have to imagine it's not bad like no matter what, it should be a decent project. But yeah, looking at a decade of hype, I just don't know if it can do it. I hope it does. I yeah. can't wait for this. This is probably what I'm most excited about musically in 2020. Yeah, that'll definitely be a, a fun project for us to talk about. I am, I'm for sure looking forward to that dropping. Yeah, that should be a good one. I think it's supposed to drop within another month or so. So hopefully that'll be soon. Yeah, I think like just maybe a week ago he said uh, 40 days. Yeah, which I mean, who knows if that's yeah, true. I mean, you know, Party was supposed to drop last month and then he's like, oh, I need more time, February, halfway through the month. And yeah, nothing. here we are. Well, I cool. guess we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to that for sure. Mm-hmm. You want to get into the screw tape song of the week? Yeah, man, let's talk Screw Tape Song of the Week. All right. What do you so got? keeping keeping with my pattern of screwed and chop song and then freestyle and then back and forth like that, I have the twenty five lighters freestyle with uh DMD, Lil Kiki, Hell yeah. and Fat Pat. Oh my chapter one twelve jam and screw. Yes. This is a great freestyle. Um if you listen to Fat Pat's verse, you'll notice a lot of um familiar lines because Mm -hmm. it's been sampled probably five or six well more than that but five or six lines out of that verse alone have been sampled onto other houston songs and other hip-hop songs so it's definitely a memorable freestyle and uh 
I really enjoyed it. So check it out. I've been hitting kind of the more popular stuff, but I'm going to try to dig a little bit more into the uh, the depths a little and yeah. find some, you know, cool B-sides. I want those deep cuts. I'm going to hit you with the deep cuts. you got to hit me with the deep cuts. Yeah. Plus, it allows me to really uh, get into it because there's so many chapters that, uh, you know, it's hard to make sense of sometimes. But Yeah, man. It's worth it. Still one of my favorite segments. I mean, I love this. Every week I get a new screw tape song to listen to, which just leads me into listening to an entire screw tape. You know, it's, there you go. It's perfect. I love it. All right. What are you looking forward to? I think we talked uh, last time about some stuff we were looking forward to. So things should be getting a little bit more consistent here for us. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh, it's tough uh, to release consistently just because, you know, this isn't, our full-time jobs so we have to uh we have to work around both of our schedules and also you know we live hundreds of miles apart from each other so it's it's difficult so i apologize we'll be better about being more consistent here in the near future especially because we're gonna have so many interesting projects dropping right here in the in the next few months i mean we're gonna see all sorts of stuff so you should be getting you know, some content from us a little bit more regularly here coming up. Yeah. Plus we have a couple ideas about what to do when the content kind of lulls. So yep. maybe we'll have to start breaking out those. And uh, if you get back here at some point, we can do a, uh, do that live, live episode. Yeah. We'll bring in uh, some of our friends, bring in a so, guest. Or yeah. Two. So that should be really fun. Absolutely, man. So as always, uh, thanks a lot for coming out and keeping the scene alive. Quit your band, support bad dreams. One. Yeah. One.